Hello everyone. Today I'm not really speaking with any of our usual supernaturals, it's just me. I'm gonna kind of digest what we've learned so far and the kind of things that we've been told and um, kind of learn to take that whole thing in stride, so it's a chill one today. So I think the best way of handling this is most likely to talk about the various people who I've interviewed and digest each one of them singularly, you know, one by one. And I think I should start out with a person whose life is probably most similar to mine and address my good friend Laurel. Now, Laurel and I have obviously gone through our peaks and valleys in our friendship throughout the process of this whole experiment of mine, but we remain really, really close. Obviously, she has felt the same weight that came with Quinn's death that I have, and we've been kind of leaning on each other to address that pain, but apparently we haven't been leaning on each other enough. Luckily, because of this whole thing, we were able to address that and to really get into each other's emotions. It was something kind of new. The two of us have had um, a pretty easygoing friendship until now. I mean, we met through the society, and I introduced her to Quinn, and the three of us became very fast friends, and she has been by my side ever since, but we haven't really hit any rough patches until their passing, and, um, apparently she was really hurt by the fact that I got assigned Jane, and she didn't. I didn't have it in me to tell her how much trouble Jane caused me, and how much I went through to try and get her onto the society, but, um... It's all right. <laughs> I'm really happy to have Laurel by my side through all of this. And even though she's been kind of sticking to the rules, uh, she still agreed to do this with me, and that's a big breach of the society's trust. And I think it builds up our trust in a really weird way, but <laughs> I can't help but admire her for it. I really appreciate that about her. And... All of the information, of course, <laughs> that she's given me about werewolves has also been miraculous. Like, I, I had no idea about any of that. And I've been distancing myself from werewolves because of my history with them, but god, they're really interesting. And I'm really happy to be learning more about their existence. I've been living in kind of ignorance of them. The next person that I wanted to talk about was probably the longest-lasting supernatural that I have been assigned by the society, um, which is Bobby. <laughs> I'm really quite happy that Bobby hasn't been involved in many of these uh, little tidbits of drama with Ethel and Jane and all of that stuff. Uh, he remains the uh, grounding factor for me in this whole thing, as well as the other supernaturals that I have, but him especially because I've had him for such a long time. And that brings me to my next point. It is so weird to me. I have had him for so long, and we've been friends for so long. I'd like to believe we were friends. And I never knew any of that stuff about his past. I mean, I knew that he had um, some pretty bad things go on, but I didn't know the detail, and I didn't know the extent. I kind of wish that it was a necessity, that the society was supposed to talk about people's pasts. I mean, I understand that we're all about moving forward, but... I feel like it's almost somehow therapeutic to talk through what has gotten you here and why that's so important. Well, um, anyway, 
it's just really nice to hear from him. To hear about what's been going on with him, a little more detail on him. And when he has to hear about my past, <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it felt like we were like normal, everyday friends. <laughs> it was really, really pleasant. Anyway, um, I think with that, we should move on to our other vampire and talk a little bit about Jane. While Laurel is definitely the person who I have the longer history with, I think Jane is the one who I have the more complex one. Uh, she has obviously tried to kill me on multiple occasions, and we have gone through some pretty big stuff together, and um, obviously I trust her enough to let her drink my blood, which is a big deal. And I think... It's really nice to be able to talk to her like this, because we always used to have little conversations, but it would be about meaningless stuff. Like, we would put on TV and discuss the characters, and now we're talking about things like how we both felt about each other at the beginning, and uh, all of the stuff that brought her to the society that I didn't even know about, and I think it's really interesting to get to see those aspects of her, because I've only ever seen her either furious or completely placated, and... I've never been able to talk bis business or anything like that with her. She's a really, really smart girl, and I shouldn't even be calling her girl. She's an old woman by my standards, but I don't know, something about her. She just seems like she's still little. Like, I still need to protect her from something. I don't even know what. <laughs> I mean, what could someone like her need to be protected from? Um, <laughs> well, next week I'm going to talk a little bit about the communications that she's been having with Ethel, so I feel like it's only natural to transition into our favorite ghost. Ethel has probably had the rockiest story on this so far. I mean, it started out with her trying to haunt me, and then she got bored of it, and then she got interested in me again, but in a different way, and now she's interested in Jane, and I think I'm getting through to her. I know she's listening to this right now, and she's probably going to let me have it next time she is willing to talk to me, but I really think I am. It's really fantastic to see someone do that kind of 180. You know, she's gone from complete hatred of me to um, a friendly tolerance and although we might not be too fond of each other on, well, most of the time, I think that that's perfectly alright, and that we worked past it, and we're working past it, and I'm, I'm actually really happy that she's making friends, and she's opening up, and that she likes the puppy downstairs. I, I don't know, all of this kind of human aspects of her. I wish she'd let me tell Erica about everything. Speaking of Erica, I should probably contact her soon. I think she's placated. I think she's pretty happy with what I've given her so far. Usually, these things with ghosts go a little bit slowly, so I'm sure Erica's not angry with anything, but I'm sure she's waiting for a call. Ugh, that makes me sound pretentious. Erica's got a lot on her plate. She's a very important woman in the society, and the fact that she calls me singularly at all is extremely flattering and I'm a little bit starstruck to tell you the truth but um <laughs> well 
Shit. I've really been dreading this one. I've run out of people to talk about, haven't I? I guess I gotta talk about Gregory. I mean, th th that sounds rude, but I, I really do like Gregory a lot. I just know that by talking about him, I'm gonna have to talk about his fortune for me. Uh, the loss of love has left you broken, but you still stand a chance. I wrote this all down, by the way. I don't just have it memorized. Um, I, I mean, I've already talked about that. Loss of love, Quinn, stand a chance. Great. Um, the girl will be your treasure token. I can't believe that that would be anyone except either Ethel or Jane. Although I don't know why it would be either of them. And I hope it's not. I wouldn't want them to be caught up in all of this. You are no stranger to betrayal. Her gritted teeth have bitten her. Are they still talking about the girl, or are they talking about betrayal now? <sighs> Sorry, I haven't looked in this in weeks. I... Uh, I've really been putting it off. But if I go see Gregory again and I haven't looked at this, he might bite my head off. But the foe that's bound to make you fail, too familiar to be written, and then immediately after that, beware the mirror image, child. Mirror image. I don't know what that means. I don't want it. I really don't want it to be Laurel. It's the only thing that makes sense. Her gritted teeth have bitten, and the, 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 the mirror image. I mean, she's the most like me, and it's, it uses her... Maybe it's speaking figuratively and just, you know, giving a, a betrayal she, her pronouns for shits and giggles. I don't, I don't, uh, for they're all listening. The only one I know is listening is Ethel. Um, the one who turns the wheels of fate is deep inside your soul. I'm not even going to begin to touch on that one. I have no idea what that means. Stop their breath, condemned to death, and then you'll reach your goal. Peace is no solution? No, I, I don't know what this means, and I don't think I will know what this means. I don't know what I'm going to tell him. It's too scary. I, I mean, how do I, how do I break it to him that I... I just... I have no idea. Well, uh, this is going so well. I got myself all worked up. I gotta go. Um, I've run over time anyway. Uh, <laughs> stay safe out there. Good night.